everybody. I am back. I'm Sherry Dutterer from The Writing Glitch. We are with a different kind of person this session on The Writing Glitch Emotional Kids Summit. We are with Lynn and Jonathan Greenberg. Lynn is a retired lawyer. She retired when the kids were little and stayed home with them. And when their fourth child came along, Jonathan, they found out over time that he had dyslexia and he is now an adult and in college. And with the pandemic, had some time at home while he was doing his college studies and decided that he wanted to write a book. And he's written a book about a taxi and dyslexia. So welcome to the podcast, you guys. Tell me a little bit about this story about a taxi. Come on. This is going to be good. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Thank you. Where to start? The book we made, Robbie the Dyslexic Taxi, is about an anthropomorphic taxi cab with dyslexia. We wanted to try getting across to children of a young age, A, that having being neurodivergent or in the neurodivergent community is not something to look down upon and is, in fact, in many ways, a bit of a superpower. So we wanted to show that in a way they would understand, hence the taxi. And our little cab friend has comes up with creative solutions to his problems that he finds himself in. And that's how we came up with the story. We talked about it and what kind of, what would be a good way to get that across. And we figured a car has to read signs and make turns and do all the things that might be difficult for someone who is dyslexic. So we went from there. I see. So you chose a car instead of some people choose animals to take it out of the persona. I love the idea of the car. I just have a little sidebar note that maybe not even people on the podcast know, but my husband is a classic car collector and restores them. So I have this other piece of my life that revolves around antique cars. (laughs) There you go. So that works. Let us know if he ever wants to work on a taxi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have, you own the taxi as well as the car? (laughs) If only. only. That would be perfect. (laughs) One day, maybe that's one of those things that you can acquire. Perfect. That'd be fun. (laughs) Just a little thought for you here. I do have a friend who has a school bus and inside the school bus, they've taken all the seats out and she actually has a sensory gym. Really? That's so interesting. Huh. Okay. That is to do with the taxi cab and reading. I don't know. We'll have to put our minds to it. Yeah, you never know what you can come up with when you just have that little thought that touches your brain. The spark, absolutely. Which is what happens when you write a book, isn't it? Yes. We started out just talking about it. When John was in school, he was home during the pandemic. And now he's been out for a while. He's going to grad school, actually, for art in the fall. He's going to Chicago. And uh, so he was home and we were trying to be creative and come up with different ways to spend our time, but also to collaborate on a project and for him to explore new mediums for his art. 
And that's how we came up with this book. So I love trying it. to be taught art in a period of time where it was all online was not easy. I always remember one of my teachers was like, I'm really sorry, but you're going to have to write an essay, which is great. Not what you expect when you're in a figure drawing course. So we decided the stars aligned in this, that we wanted to get out there. We wanted a project. We wanted something we could connect with. And we just landed on the story and we were like, oh, maybe this will be fun. But it developed into something we both were really passionate about and have since really put a lot of time and effort into this. It's been, we've had a great response to it. Children, parents and children have come up to us. We've been able to do book signings and do some readings at schools. And they've come up to us and said, it's been amazing that we can see ourselves in a book. There aren't there aren't very many books, if any, for young children that are about dyslexics. And there's been a real connection that we're very proud of and that we've seen a lot of positive feedback for. So we're very proud of the fact that Robbie is a place in people's hearts. And we plan on writing other books as well. So make sure you write one on dysgraphia too. We actually. That is on our list of <laughs> things to do. List. Yes. We have all the disses. Yeah. If you need some backstory on the dysgraphia, we'll have to talk about that another time. Absolutely. <laughs> Love your input. Yes. Fabulous. So mom, you said before we got started that you have four children and yes. grandchildren, but you're also reading to kids at school. What do the grandkids say about the story? The so I four kids and two grandchildren, and the grandchildren they actually they really love the story. Their names are in the book too, so that was oh, fun. For them. That was always helpful. Right, I got to read to my grandson's class, and it's been very positive. We went to a library together and gave the book away to the library, and. They've been very proud to be a part of it. And to in my grandson's first grade class, there was a good conversation about the difference because a lot of those children are learning how to read and some are having a little more trouble. And it was a really what it opened up a really wonderful conversation with the teacher and the students. So I think they're I think the grandchildren are proud that it's a part of their library and their vocabulary now. So oh, is there an audiobook of it? There's not officially an audiobook, but there is an audio recording featuring us I'm blanking on the exact link for it, but we can it it's the gosh, the book fair, I think. No, no not the was... book fair. Sorry. I'll think about it. It'll come to me and we'll give it to you in a minute. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. I caught you off guard. No, that's okay. We'll come up with it in the next minute or two. Yeah, but Jonathan, what I was yeah. wondering is if you could read a page or two right out of the book. Of course. Yeah. No, we have always a few lying around. Oh, right there. Right there it is, everybody. There it is. Oh, so didn't come prepared. <laughs> How about if you start at the beginning? Sure. Every day in the city of Greensboro, a little taxi named Robbie wakes up bright and early for work. He loves being a taxi and can't wait to get down to business. Yeah, there you go. Great artwork. Perfect. Perfect. For everybody who is listening, Jonathan just shared the page one of the book. So download 
the companion course. Get that. And then you can see the parts of the book that he's reading. That would be great. Yes. Okay. Each morning, he makes sure he's clean as a whistle and that his tank is full before heading off to the creative cat company where he works. On the outside, Robbie looks like your everyday cab. However, there is a part of him that makes him different from the other cabs and so much more special. He is dyslexic. He has trouble reading the signs he drives under, but he is the most creative little cab you'll ever meet. <laughs> Aw, very cool city you've got there. Is that supposed to emulate New York City? I won't deny that New York was definitely part of it. We do live relatively close to the city, and so I, I have definitely taken some ideas from it. But I really just wanted a colorful cityscape and something that would draw attention. And I feel like I took inspiration from a bunch of places, including the city, though. Yeah. So what is one lesson that the kids learn inside the book? It's that you might find yourself in difficult situations, but if you breathe, take a few minutes, and actually just spend some time to think about it, you can get out of any harsh situation you might find yourself with. I know some people in the neurodivergent community are the most creative and genius people you'll ever meet. And so I always feel like if they just take that breather, they can succeed far beyond anyone's expectations. And I really wanted to show that. I love it. I love it. And where are you going to go from here? You wrote a book, you're out there, you're doing book signings, et cetera. Where are you taking this from here? What's your end game? We want to cover, we want to make this not just about Robbie the Dyslexic Taxi. We want to make this about the place he works, which is called the Creative Cat Company. And we want to focus on the entire neurodivergent community. So each book will have another new introduction to the cast of characters we've created. And there'll be one with dyscalculia, probably one we're working currently with one with ADHD. Dysgraphia. We've really, we were trying to touch base on many different topics and we're trying to find creative ways that will each cab or each different kind of car might be able to handle something that was thrown at them that they weren't sure how to deal with. And we've had some input and would love more input from people who face these situations and how they might want to handle it. We had personal experience, John had the experience that he wanted to add to the book, but we would love to be able to talk to people in different communities and see what their thought process is and how they handle issues that come up for them. We really want to make sure this is as sincere as possible. We don't want to let anything fall through the gaps. I love it. I love it. So the places that you've been so far have been in the New England states. How far have you taken the book signings? Have you been across the country yet? Other than podcasts like this, how are people learning about this book? We have a very strong social media presence that we have been really pushing. We're videos, fun facts, podcasts, this, as you suggested, we're on Amazon, Ingram Spark, for reasons that shock me in a very positive way. It's, our book is sold in France, even, and we haven't gone there to sign. <laughs> Although we would love to. <laughs> so. I, I think if we keep getting this sort of 
positive response. We love to take this all over the place. Somebody in California has written to me and is trying to work out either going virtually to do a reading at a school and some places near her or having us actually come visit. John is going to be in Chicago starting at the end of August, and we're hoping to bring the book and his work to the community there. We're going to Ireland for a week this summer, and we've, yeah, so we've spoken, not starting with the book, but we've (laughs) talked to some people and we're trying to do maybe something there as well. We're going to bring some of the copies of the book. We're, we're working at trying to bring it out into the world. And we've been okay. learning how to do that. It's been a fun learning process, if nothing else. <laughs> what I encourage you to do is listen for April Tribe. She is has already done an episode within the podcast, The Summit here. And mm-hmm. she helps book authors promote their book on her podcast. So check her out when you get to that point. We didn't really necessarily talk about that so much in our episode, but yeah, that's some of what she does. She's a ghostwriter and an editor and she helps book marketing and her background is a special ed teacher. Oh, wow. Good to know. And she has nine children, all of them with a disability Two of them are deaf. So she also signs. That's amazing. Good for her. So I have connections for you. So this was a real blessing to be able to have you on today. Is there anything that you'd like to share with the audience before we go? I think I'd like to share the fact that as a child, I was very often stressed and frustrated with my inability to read. I had a lot of people discount my ability to succeed, but I had a strong support network in my family. They were willing to put themselves and make forward and make sacrifices. And they believed that it wasn't just me not trying. And because of that, all of that combined It really made the world. Without that, I don't think I would have been able to be where I am now and create this sort of a story, which I hope will promote the positives of these often under-talked about and quite often disliked topics. I think it's so important. I really think it's important. People would try to tell me that John wasn't smart and... John was not going to be able to be successful. And I thought, no, I know he's so smart. He is my youngest. And he could say every Thomas the Tank Engine when he was two, he just couldn't tell you Thomas started with T. And I knew, I honestly knew in my gut and I listened to him and I asked questions and it's just, I think it's so important. Don't let anyone tell you what you don't believe in your heart listen to your child and listen to your gut and really promote your child and look for answers. I think honestly that the road for us was a great learning experience and had bumps, but I think it's really important to not just go and listen to what somebody tells you. I would say that's really important. I feel the mom that just heard this episode, I hear the tear coming down her cheek by that heartfelt 
response, Ms. Lynn? I can't tell you how many tears happened along the way, but now I couldn't be more proud of him. He's amazing. And so I really appreciate your giving us the time to just talk about it. I have learned so much from you. I just want to thank you for being here. And I just want to remind our audience that the companion course is available. I don't know what they have in mind that they would be able to share with us in the companion course. I don't know if they're able to share parts of the book or not, but I want to remind you that you were put here for such a time as this. I am Sherry Dodderer, the host of The Writing Glitch, and we have been here with Lynn and Jonathan Greenberg and Robbie, the Dyslexic Taxi and the Airport Adventure. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a pleasure.